eight years ago, three nerds created a little independent wrestling podcast that could, but over time, that podcast has grown into not just covering wrestling, but all things under the nerd rainbow. From Marvel to the Muppets, from Frank Sinatra to Count Chocula, from Mickey Mouse to CM Punk. Now, here is some combination of Chad, Zach, and Luna as we welcome you to the IndyCast. All nerds, all the time, exclusively on the Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I'm Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always, is one Chad Allen. Hey, everybody. And Chad, the time has finally come. Season 9, we are officially breaking the ice, and we are... It's it's enough episodes as you and me yammering right. on about God knows what. Now, we are bringing in our first guest of this season. First guest in a long time, and I'm absolutely thrilled... To officially introduce, it's been too long since I've gotten to this. To officially right. introduce, hailing from the prestigious WWA4 uh, School of Wrestling in Georgia, one of the absolute must-see professional wrestlers in the South, a man I am familiar with on multiple occasions, a chocolate milk aficionado, the wild card of wild cards in pro wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, open your ears. Bob's here. It's Bobby Flacco. Hello. What's up, guys? How you feeling, Zach? Not too bad. Not too bad. It felt good to do that. It's been a while since I've gotten to announce you. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's up. Still awesome as ever, man. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Dude. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, Bobby and I, we've worked on a couple of different shows together here in Florida. Um, he, I, If I'm going to be completely and thoroughly honest, Bob saved our asses on several occasions when we were doing Proving Ground shows. Um, because he not only brought half the cards sometimes, he <laughs> usually elevated the whole show. Uh, so I owe Bob a great deal of gratitude and uh, thrilled to get to dig a little bit deeper about this amazing athlete. Oh, dude, I owe you and Alex all the gratitude, man. That shit was so fucking cool, dude. All, that, like Everything it, about ACW was cool, you know what I mean? Just yeah. it, it, Particularly for me, like, where I was, like, where I was, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, how it, uh, like, how much it helped me as well, dude. It was just somewhere to go get better, man. It's fucking badass. Well, and not only that, though, but we also got to put the, you, you became Cruiserweight Champion for ACW for a while, and that helped elevate things. So, like I said, I, it felt very good. There was a time where I thought we were really kind of all hitting a stride. But we'll dig into the past in a second. First thing we're going to do here, Bobby is uh, you are no stranger to podcasts. We are no strangers to having a podcast. And so what we're going to do is we're going to run through as many of the boring, bullshitty questions that you will always have to answer on a podcast. And a little segment we like to call the lightning round. So Chad is going to run through these questions. You can answer them as long or as short as you would like. And it's going to kind of get a lot of the boring questions out of the way. And, and then we can get down to hopefully talk about some more interesting shit. So Chad, please take it away. And I'll be honest, it's really question one that we're trying to get away from. So we'll knock that one out right away. <laughs> there was a time uh, where there was a lot of questions that were boring as shit, but right. we got bored with it even in oh, in the gimmick. We Yeah, we, we this all falls off the rails by question two. Uh, question one, Bobby, and, and Zach kind of answered this quest, part of this question already in your in his intro to, for you, but uh, where did you train and when did you debut? Uh, I trained in the WWA4 in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh it's like a it's like it's a badass wrestling school. AR Fox is the trainer. He's the man. He's he's one of the best trainers in the world for sure. Um, and I debuted outside of wrestling or outside of that school because it's like a training facility. So I debuted outside of there, like you know, five or six months later. I had uh, training matches with like, well, no, I had matches at the wrestling school like three months in, I guess, or whatever. But. Yeah, so that's probably that was in. I guess that didn't answer none of your question because it was when 2017, 2017. Okay, we got there eventually. We got there eventually. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> uh, question two: What is your first wrestling memory? The video game. As crazy as that's the 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 first 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 one is like WCW video game actually. Nice. We so yeah, that's the first first one. So was it a game that you had gotten as like a holiday gift? Did you play it as a friend's house? Like how did you first like I want to know what like young Bob and it better be young Bobby Flacco. If this was like oh I played it in 2016, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. No, I want I want to see like young Bobby Flacco 
he's playing like WCW NWO Revenge on N64. Like, how did we get there? Yeah, it's just one of those shits. Fucking uh, my buddy had the video game actually, and I was just at his house playing outside or whatever, and then we went inside, and he had it. And I remember always going there and like. That was the first I was like, dang, I want to do what they're doing. They're like, but the guys in the video game, and I had never seen it on TV before. I eventually ended up loving it on TV, but the first first thing I saw was uh, like my friend's video games. Amazing. And we've heard that a few times, actually. The video games got a lot of people into wrestling. I Man. love that that's the thing. So It really did. Uh, Makes what? it another like level of stardom, I think. Like, it, it, like to a young kid or to my young ass, like it, I don't know, like somebody made you in a video game when it, when it was a big deal. Not that you know it's not a big deal now, but like, fuck, how do you? There, there was no internet, and so how the fuck is somebody gonna put you in a game? You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. So that's what I felt about that. Uh, question three: You somehow end up on a deserted island. What is one album you uh, you hope to have with you, and if the rare occurrence that that happens? An album? Yeah. What CD? What anything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Horizons by Parkway Drive. Really? Okay. Y'all know Parkway Drive? I've actually heard a couple of their songs. I must say, I know Zach does. I am. I am old, and I am old with kids. I can tell you all about like, <laughs> like Baby Shark and shit, but I can't tell you about Parkway Drive. Sadly, I'll look them up though. Yeah. They're badass. Uh. In your uh, question for on your Twitter, you had mentioned uh, once that uh, when you had first started out wrestling that somebody had brought you Zaxby's and you felt like you had made it. Uh, so uh, when you go to Zaxby's, what's your what's your go-to Zaxby's order? Boneless wings and things. Uh, there like, you go. You know, fucking, I'll, uh, I'll get nuclear sauce and then, like, instead of, like, the ranch and stuff on the side, because I don't like none of that shit, like ranch or sauce or none of that weird shit. I'll get like a sauce on the side, like in like another nuclear, or maybe like one less hot, going like one less hot. The older I get, so you're so you're you're dipping your already like sauce chicken wings into just into more. Oh sauce. no, you still got the tenders. Oh, okay, okay. Which Zaxby's tenders are superior. I would agree with that. Like as far as tenders go, Chick Fil A got the nuggets and Zaxby's got the tenders. There we go. That's like real chicken for whatever. Well, for whatever reason, they decided to do that. It's Zaxby's on the tenders and like Chick-fil-A on the chicken nuggets. Like it's just fucking real chicken, I feel like. It it feels less like, you know, you're just eating pretend. Like you're just like, okay, yeah, no, this is actually like probably protein, probably somewhere. Probably somewhere, yeah. I mean, even though Chick-fil-A's tenders are ass, but their their nuggets are like, it feels like chicken. <laughs> you got to wonder, how do they do the nuggets right and and fuck up the tenders, though? Like uh-huh. how, how do There's they... some hot takes on this episode <laughs> the nuggets the, the nuggets are so good i don't know and then like the tenders are just like regular they're like any other tender you know mm-hmm. they gotta work up their tender game what the hell clearly that's what we've learned here uh question number five last one of the lightning round and always the big one that uh causes some controversy marvel or dc and why dude i got no idea bro <laughs> <laughs> uh fucking um my dad's a paramedic, and he's uh, done some shit with Marvel being the guy that sits down on the whole time until somebody gets hurt, so I'm going to go with Marvel. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not a crazy, like, movie person. I'm not. I, there's some movies that I really like, and uh, there's some TV shows that I really like, and I like to try to take stuff from them for wrestling. But, yeah, I'm not, like, a, I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what, which one is Marvel and which one is the other one. Hey, shut well, up. Let, let me follow, I'm going to follow that up then real quick, because I'm interested. You say you've got certain TV shows that you watch that you'll you'll borrow stuff for wrestling. What are some, what are some TV shows that you've watched that you've, you may have absconded something for, uh, for wrestling? Well, shit, or at least that I'll try to, you know, every TV show has got good characters. And when I start noticing like things about a character, like, uh, two, uh, trailer park boys and scrubs, I don't know these mm-hmm. shows, but you like, for example, like, yeah, I don't know if you, if anybody who watches those shows just knows about like on Trailer Park, like Ricky's the nice guy, but he's a dumbass. You know what I mean? The Julian right. the black shirt and the and the, and the drink. Like, you just start to notice things about people, and I like to try to like not not steal it, but just like I I notice that okay, that's a thing. Like, I need to put things into my uh, uh my dialogue and my act, quote unquote, that people like that that are repetitive and people can notice as character. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Uh, so I don't know if that makes sense. That's kind of deep. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, so first of all, I'm dazzled to hear that because that's always been um, a jumping off point. For, well, first of all, you pick two great shows, so that helps. But it's always been a jumping off point 
in sort of like my philosophy for young wrestlers who are trying to figure out a character or trying to figure out sort of like what direction they want to go with. I always go with like, hey, start simple. What is a show that you like? What is a show that speaks to you? You don't have to rip it off entirely, but that can at least be a good jumping off point, especially if it's like, you know, even like you said, even if you're getting down to the 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 nucleus of it where it's not like, oh, I'm just going to take that line. But if you go, oh, he's doing X, Y, Z, and that's why I want to watch him as an audience member. Mm-hmm. So how do I apply this to wrestling? Like, that's fantastic. You have no idea how nice it is to know, like, hey, I'm not crazy. Somebody else suggests this, too. Like, oh, no, that's that's, that's great, huge, man. It's huge. And I'm fucking terrible at it. I'm like, to be honest, especially as far as like uh, outside of the ring, I'm almost like embarrassing the difference with myself. Like, I fucking I connect really hard with people in the ring. But like, and people know my characters, and I think I've translated that a lot into in the ring, even like mm-hmm. as far as like my emotions and my like habits and like what pisses me off and what doesn't. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have that in the promo world just yet. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and and so let me ask you this, because this is like an old type of gimmicky thing. And Chad, please don't let me turn this into like a giant wrestling seminar. Um, do you keep like um, a note on your phone or something like that for? Um, ideas for promos or or good line or something like that, so so you can kind of fall back or build upon that if something like that comes up because that's something that I've always done. I do. I have a, I have a bunch of fucking lines, like just one liners, actually. Not even just like one things I want to steal, but just like I kind of like the aura of ridiculous. And if I hear something that's kind of ridiculous, I'll kind of like write it down. You know, what perfect, I mean? perfect. Yeah. That's great. Um, and that actually. Uh, kind of leads us to one thing I really wanted to talk about is, so as you said, you're from, you, you hail from the WBA four school in, in Georgia. Um, and in ring wise, I mean, you've, you've really, I think you've done a great job of really sort of showcasing the strengths of that school. And, and, you know, you've been on FIP and, and all these other companies and just, you've really done a great job. But one thing that we've noticed, Chad and I down here in the South, is that the WWE Four School has a real camaraderie with each other? They're like you really do seem like a family up there. Whereas in Florida, there's plenty of wrestling schools where it's like as soon as you graduate, it's like okay, goodbye, don't don't come back, don't we don't you just drop our name, I guess, and that's it. But there really feels like it's a it's a real family coming out of WWE Four. So where does that come from? Um, I think it trickles down everywhere. Um, okay. and I think it, I think it started, it, it obviously starts with Fox and the way he took care of us, to be honest. Um, uh, we never had a, I don't think we ever had an example that wasn't different. Cause I mean, FIP and like style battle and evolve and like every show that Fox does basically, uh, he, he just brings everybody who can make it there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've seen that just as well as anybody else. So I think it just trickles down and then like. When I see it, it, it's just like that, you know, and like, you know how we know we're not family because we don't fucking use that word too much. You know what I Good. mean? People <laughs> say that shit way too quick. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, we just all, we, um, I don't know, man. We just look out for one another, dude. And we have a culture. We have a strong fucking culture. And we it looks like it looks like everybody gets along because they do. But believe me, we have a culture and we have a I don't know. You could probably tell we we have a. I, we everybody's got manners, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like we're 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 real strong with each other, but we're not a family that like lets somebody fuck around, you know what I mean? Right, uh, right. We're uh, I don't know. We're real we're real proud of the culture we've produced for sure, and that just comes like you know. I seen Fox took everybody with him, and then like you know my and I was a part of the first like I was one of the first like you know classes like with AC Mac and like Austin Theory and all them. So like I would mm-hmm. just follow them around. And, like, people eventually started following, like, me around, you know what I mean? And now I still follow shit. Fucking Alex Kane, he started following me around. Now I'm following him, his ass around because he's booked way fucking more than I am. So now I'm hopping <laughs> in the band with him, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just fucking, we all look out for each other. And, and, way, and, for whatever and, reason. Uh, I was going to say. The, the answer to your question is Fox. Like, Fox did it to, like, the first group of us, and we never strayed from it, you know? Well, I was going to say, in my defense, when I say you guys actually feel like a family, I genuinely mean that and not in, like, the shitty corporate sense where it's like oh, believe, we're, a fa- yeah, we're a family and that means we're not going to pay you enough like that's <laughs> not <laughs> right. I, that's not the family i mean here no certainly you mean it genuinely i believe that I, yes yeah, I, I got you but you're 100 percent right yeah it, it gets thrown around quite a bit 
by the way, can we talk about just the the little bit of a list of names that we've we've put down here for people that came out of WWE for just off of that little bit we talked about? We got right. Bobby, we got Alex Kane, we got Austin Theory, we've got AC Mack. We've like that's yeah. a really impressive group that's come out of there so far. That like it's it really is amazing what type of talent's coming out of that school. And, and, and Fox has been only- at less than six years teaching, bro. Right. Wow. Less than six years. Yeah, it's crazy as fuck, dude. Fox is a really good teacher. I think before Fox, motherfuckers were holding back. I think Fox is a great teacher, but I think it's also that like he started a culture of teaching fucking everything. And mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that because I never learned from nobody else in, in, until after I'd already learned from Fox, you know? Right. But I feel that way. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he just is like, he just cares too. Like he cares more than a lot of other coaches do. But I don't know. I just feel like a lot of, co- a lot of coaches hold back. Or, or, and you know, maybe that's productive. You know, that's like a productive like way of uh, progressing people or blah, blah, blah or whatever. But Fox is really good at that too. Like he won't tell you some shit you're not ready to hear. He won't tell you some shit you don't understand. Mm-hmm. He's Interesting. Amazing. Interesting. So here's a question. So like you said, you've not only graduated and, and been booked places and wrestled all over, but like I said, you still have had a hand in, in working with some of the younger talent that's come out of the school after you. And so... My question is, what is something, and this doesn't have to just be WWE Ford. This is just like in general, because even improving ground when you were down here, you were dealing with lots of young talent. What is something common that you see? I want I want to hear like teacher Bobby for a minute. What is something that you're seeing that a lot of young talent either don't put enough <laughs> stock into or miss completely when they're first getting started? Have fucking have fun, dude. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds corny, but that shit's real important. That seems like the first thing I came out. I mean, there's little, like, I mean, you could bring up somebody's, like, little indie habits or whatever, but I think it's real, like, if, if there was, like, a teacher in a lesson, like, the first one is to have fun. I actually seen, uh, I stole that because I, some a, a guy I like a lot tweeted, I think it was Cole Radrick. Mm-hmm. But I think it's have fun, dude, because, like, there's a lot of pressure. And, uh, know your shit, like, mm, it's hard. I think know your shit is one. Okay. Like, like figure out what 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 you know. Um, and this might be a little advanced. I don't know. I guess if you're talking like super beginner, because that's where I'm. That's where I'm confronted with this question. But for like a basic thing, my 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 best advice is like know your shit. Like, and it can be super easy. Like, but whatever your like ten out of ten is, like way to get over and way to get revenge and like way. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm figure out what those things are and then like try to get really fucking good at that. But the more important thing is to have fun. I get what you're saying. So like whatever you find that's your, what you're bringing to the table, commit 110% to that. Don't, yeah, and don't I, try to do like a little bit of everything. Right. And I fucking got it now. I got it. Like it's a, a broad, like simple thing is like, especially, you know, I guess especially for like a baby face or whatever, but the, the, the crowd is invested on if who's going to win or who's going to lose. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even though they know it's fake. Like, even though they know it's fake, they're excited that you're going to win or they're upset that you're going to lose. So, like, think about that when you're putting stuff together. Like, do, is the crowd convinced that I'm going to win? Mm-hmm. Or is the crowd convinced that I'm going to lose? Or where does the crowd's where, – where is the, the audience uh, – where, where do they see – where do they see us at? You know what I mean? Like, Am I just fucking doing shit and like, oh, fuck, I, I could get so deep into it. Cause Good, that's people, what I want to hear. This is great. Because <laughs> sometimes people say don't do too much, but you got to convince them you're going to win, right? Right. So like, you got to, but that's the only thing that it is. Is Rey Mysterio going to fucking beat JBL's ass because JBL was talking shit? And is he going to get him? Is he going to win for the title? Like, that's it. You know, that's I mean? a great question. But yes. you could lose, you could lose him. It's not that easy. Like, it's easy to lose people. But the big question is, is Rey Mysterio going to get revenge and is he going to beat JBL for the title? Like, and if you can think about that when you're putting stuff together, like, it makes it a whole lot easier. I was actually just about to ask. So let's say you're, 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 you're going to fight. You're putting a fight together. Is the first step figuring out what is the story we're telling for you? Or is it, here's the shit that I got to get in? Um, it's not, it's definitely not the shit. No, it's definitely not the shit you got to get in. Good. Um, I agree. 
I will say there can't always be like a, you know, two people fighting is a story as well, you know? True. Um, That's true. I start, I like to start from the end. I don't know if that answers your question very well. I like to no, start, it's fine. I like to start from the end and try to find where our big high point is and how many of those we're going to be able to have in a match because based on time and uh, <clears throat> focus like on the finish and stuff like that, especially when people are like, you got people that are already like over and know how to work and stuff like that. Um, so, the story, the story, the story. Sorry, answer your question. Ask, ask that next question you're about to ask. No, no, no. Please continue, because I was actually going to just ask if you were going to talk some shit. But no, answer. Finish your thought. No, I'm not going to talk any shit. Um, you know, the story is the most thorough part you work out. The mm-hmm. story is the part that you do a thousand times. That's a big thing for me, because matches. People have matches every fucking day. But if you're right. talking like a real story that like the promoter wrote down on the thing and like is getting over, is that kind of more what you mean? Or like is him and I again? Either one. Really yes, different. obviously, if the promoter given you something specific, obviously yes. But I'm I'm even talking down to the like, okay, it, you're going against somebody who's in like your same weight class. Uh-huh. So is the story going to be, hey, it's like a almost like a game of horse and and who can do what? Is it a uh-huh. game? Is the story? You know, there's actually some kind of feud we've wrestled before. This is kind of like, uh, you know, the best of the 50 times that we've wrestled each other. Like, right. what is a, a core element? Because like you said, there and, and the answer can be, in my opinion, the answer can just be we got to fight because we got to fight. It can right, be right, like right. that if you've got the other pieces put together. But sometimes, in my opinion, the, the, the way to go about it is, OK, we only get. Six minutes. Is it going to be six minutes of just a barn burner and we're just going to try to do as much shit as we can and just impress this crowd? Or is it going to be, okay, maybe we're only going to end up doing 10 moves to each other, but the story is going to be X, Y, Z. Right. Um, I think that this, that's a tough, because my big, everybody like, okay, because I am big on story. But my big elephant in the room, honestly, when I put the character, when I put the thing together, is the people's characters, and those often mm-hmm. translate. Those easily translate into stories, you know. Totally that's, agree. That's like, a, and I guess that, that might answer your question, maybe a little more broadly. But I, because I think about when you were asking that question, I'm like, okay, I'm in the ring, but let's just fucking say out because we're thinking about, yeah, like, yeah, we got a history, blah blah blah. Um, but at the end of the, the body is those two characters, and the the um, the. The match is those two characters and those two bodies and how they interact with one another and how they start fighting and how uh, and how they do tell a story. You know what I mean? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a million stories to tell. And I guess the answer to your question is all of them. If you can have all of those fucking things, man, it's better, depending on how much time you got. But if I can tell a story with the moves by going for my fucking DDT, getting it, and then the motherfucker kills me with it, that's good. If the promoter writes down something, hey, we're in a storyline with this and this guy, I want you to get fucked over in this way, and I can get that shit in, that's badass too. Um, uh, if fucking we're telling a story, you know, if Alex is bigger than me and I'm a fucking like, obviously my speed, people are going to notice that shit too. Like in his power, people are going to notice that shit too. Somebody's going to tweet about that. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Uh, I, in a perfect world, you can tell all those stories, man. And I, and personally, I don't think like, and everybody says it, but I'm, I'm not, it's, it's, it's not about the moves. You should know what your moves are. Get really good at those. And like, have, cause you're going to do moves. You're right, of course. Fucking moves. So yeah, yeah, like you're gonna get them in there and make sure they're good and like try to have your sequences make sense. Blah 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 blah. But I'm big character guy. Like, and that's why I'm so embarrassed about my how, how like my promos aren't that good. Like I'm a big <laughs> character guy, especially in the ring. Like when the when the bell rings, I'm really. I think I'm really. I'm. I can put together what two characters are gonna do with one another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not great at saying it out loud. I don't think. <laughs> but like, yeah, like. I, the story for me is those two bodies in the ring and how they what their characters are. Can I say though one, one another? One thing I want to give you credit for, Bobby, is and and Zach, I know we've talked about this on the show before. Is um, I like how you said you kind of start at the end when you're planning the match and work your way back. But one thing that I've always noticed about you is the way that you start your start your matches. And by start, I'm even talking before the bell rings. I'm talking the second you come out the curtain. 
um, because you have a way, and and I know we talked to Uncle Bob Evans about this before, mm-hmm. about intros and things like that. The second you come out, even if that audience has never seen you before in their lives, you do an excellent job of connecting with that audience the second you come out of the curtain to get them interested in you before you've even come up the, you know, fully come up the aisle. Um, what is it about an intro, do you think, that 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 you need to have that that helps you out the way it does to get to get that you know as immediate of a connection as possible with the audience oh dude i think it's everything i think it's like the reason it's kind of it's part of the reason i want to be a wrestler like i was a guy who would watch his entrance when i played the video games i know Mm -hmm. you're you're either a skipper or you're a watcher i'm a fucking watcher and i just think it's fucking huge man it's so important it's you can like that can be your like sean is your entrance like for real like that's how you get the fuck over like and I've just managed to find a little bit of a place and I'm still working on it. Like it'll get, and I'm still going to get better, but like I found a place where like, I'm like my, just myself all the way turned up and it's natural. And I got to fucking slide across the thing. Cause I don't give a fuck if my gear gets dirty. So I'm going to slide on the fucking floor. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and dude, I'm just having fun. My hands waving up in the air. I stole that from like one of my best friends in high school. He would do that shit at parties and all the girls loved it. So I just would fucking do that shit. <laughs> And like, you know, it's just I've it's just you just find little by little so many things things that people like things that people don't like. This you have more interests than you do anything else in matches besides like training, you know. True. Folk have really fucking good entrances, you know what I mean? Like, especially as heels, like it's just the best part. It's just so much fun, you know. Well, I was gonna say for anybody playing the uh, IndyCast drinking game at home, well, here's where I name I name drop John Davis. John Davis has always said that uh, the entrance to your match should be the trailer for the movie that is the match itself. That's badass. And that the trailer should be good to get people excited, but the trailer can't be the best part. Mm. And so that I think you're I think you're already in that same philosophy. That you are setting oh, no, a tone man, with that with that entrance. Uh, that's why I said mm, is because it, it can't be the best part. It's not the best part, but dude, I struggle with that sometimes. To be honest with you, man. Now that you said that, mm-hmm. like, like, like for example, like we can't boo yay after my entrance. Like the crowd is sometimes I've I felt him kind of get sick of it, you know. Especially if I'm in there with somebody who like doesn't know me, and they like you know we want to take it a little bit slower once the bell does ring. Like mm-hmm. I kind of typically, I, I typically don't a lot, you know. Right. Uh, uh, you know, I can just feel they can only a so many times, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> so like I'm working. I feel like it. that's gonna be the name of your like autobiography. You can only a so many times. You can only a so many times. Shout out Fox. Uh, yeah, I kind of saw that from him, but I also like that's a huge thing. And like I don't know if you know like uh, uh, cumbia music, like a Spanish type of music. Okay. Like that rhythm. That's why, like, this type of music I come out to, not in Florida because of those fucking uh, copyright laws or whatever. Right, of course. But uh, I like cumbia music. It's like a. It's a fucking. There's like a cowbell and it's kind of like an A. 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 So I try to, like, make it with that, too. Okay. That's just my my excuse for stealing Fox's shit, basically. (laughs) (laughs) It's an homage. We'll call it an homage. Yeah. Yeah. If I just say it out loud, people can stop thinking of themselves, you know? There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask you, speaking, kind of speaking of intros, uh, somebody that you've worked with, uh, really on both sides of the ring, I do believe, but um, I, I know I saw you team up him with a lot, especially in action, uh, is is Rob Killjoy. And obviously the Ducks have quite the intro themselves um, with their, their quack and the like. Um, I, I loved that team with you guys. So what, what was it like working with Rob Killjoy? And do you, do you feel like you could in, could in theory become the I guess it would be the fifth duck right and three and yeah then at this point Mikey yes. so it'd be it'd be fifth duck so what what were your thoughts when you were teaming with the uh, with Rob Killjoy? Shout out Rob Killjoy, man! I, I fucking love Rob Killjoy, dude. He's the man. He's always so much fun to work with. Yeah, and I take a lot from him too. You know, just like engaging, you got to give him something to engage with. You know, um, and his uh, he helped me a lot with tag team wrestling. I fucking love tag team wrestling. Uh, I've had a thousand tag team partners, but I love Rob Killjoy. Um, he's helped me out a lot. I homage. Uh, all my all my tag partners, I interchange the moves with them. So, so there's some that Rob Killjoy showed me that are badass, and there's some that other people showed me that I do with Rob. 
he's the man, dude. Uh, you know, you know, we, you know, I'll team up with him anytime for sure. I'll team up with the gang anytime for sure. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, I'll be an honorary duck. You know, <laughs> get a little quack visor. Well, I was actually just about to say. So, one thing I I I hate putting this kind of pressure on you is like you're the wrestling ambassador for for Georgia, but one thing that I have noticed in seeing multiple talents come out of the WWE for you, you've had, like you said, you have a bunch of tag team uh, partners, the Wode. There's been so many great talents that have come through that school and everybody seems to have a distinct voice and a distinct character. And Chad, I know that you've experienced this yourself being here in Florida. Sometimes it feels like there's not an abundance of that. Right. Sometimes it feels like, I don't know if it's just like statistics, like it's just there's so many wrestlers here that come from or whatever, whatever, or what it is, but it feels like there's a lot more, hey, I'm just a guy and here's my name on my tights and we're just going to call it a day and not right. like a real persona and a real character that people can get behind. And I'm wondering, is it something in the water down here? Like, have is that something you've noticed? And do you have any advice for for you know, maybe younger wrestlers who are just completely at a loss about character or motivation or any kind of direction to go. I just remembered a big character thing that I think it was an Adam Cole seminar. And somebody asked the question about the, the difference between like, let's just say like the boogeyman and like, you know, let's just say somebody being a character of themselves. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, and they're like, which one is better? And he's like, neither, neither, neither one of those are better. Um, you can be like, uh, you can be either one of those, but it just needs to be which one you're comfortable. And it can be yourself, you know, just find wherever that scale is. If yourself is in the middle and the boogeyman's all the way on the right and fucking uh, super lit yourself is on the left, it can be any of those. If you're comfortable being the boogeyman, if you like to get into that shit, if you like a fucking crazy gimmick, if you love it, if you want to do that shit, fuck yeah, bro. Like, go do that shit. Get into it. If you want to be your real ass self. Um, and you're like a fighter, cool. Like, and you can get into that shit, and you can feel what you're doing, and you can believe it, and then fuck yeah. But if you want to be like a lit version of yourself, that maybe the version of yourself before you quit drinking, you know what I mean? Then you can like, you can you can do that shit too. You know, it's whatever you're comfortable with. Because if you're not comfortable doing it, then it's not gonna work. You gotta find what version of yourself you're comfortable being. You know. Well, and actually, I wanna I wanna jump off that for a minute. So as a as another version of yourself and, and a like you said a more lit version of yourself, there was a time um, a little while back where you were actively sharing basically you at the shoot job. You were showing you as like a pressure washer and and you were really you know basically just working with your hands all damn day, and like that was getting over. Like people were interested in seeing you know what you were doing when you weren't necessarily like on camera, quote unquote. Um, what were where did that kind of come from and you know was there what were you kind of hoping to accomplish with that if anything fixing the two was kind of i guess figuring out where i was at with it if i was going to really like be a fucking business owner um and just the straight up fact that people do support me and uh my fucking instagram story gets me a lot gets us a lot of jobs good Um, pretty much um, I, I don't know. I really added it to what I was doing. Um, uh, I've kind of, uh, I'm still doing the business stuff more, more like locally or whatever, mm-hmm. but I was just probably fucking man. Like it was better than fucking ma- only making wrestling money. You know what I mean? And like taking the fucking, taking the van and taking the, the equipment around with me, it was just so much fun and stuff. And yeah, putting in storylines is sick. I still, play, I still like, well, I think all these. I'm still. I think. I think I'm still just combining all these things into my character. You know what I mean? Like I'll do a, set, a promo from the pressure washing gig, or I'll do a promo from like the dish pit. You know what I mean? Exactly, and uh, it it helped create from like an audience perspective. It helped create real authenticity of just like, yeah, this is you. This is you, and you know, like I know there were many times where it was like, hey, yeah, I'm on the job site. I'm doing this here, and I'll be wrestling in this same town. Like mm-hmm. it really did add authenticity to what you were doing because it was like hey it's, this is you and that's it you know there's nothing you know you're 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 really busting your ass to to make this happen and brutal bob evans says that all the time like hey have a real job like mm-hmm. you're not gonna overnight become this huge you know money-making thing in wrestling it's gonna take time so 
don't put all your eggs in that basket, get an actual regular job and find time for both. And I think you, you showcase that beautifully. I eventually learned that shit. So Zach, I'm going to, for a while. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off your question about, uh, obviously Bobby's pressure washing gig, uh, by asking on your, uh, Twitter profile, it does say that you, uh, do post quote, satisfying pressure washing videos. What makes a satisfying pressure washing video? What what is it that makes it the satisfying? Oh, dude, the, the the great thing about pressure washing is it gets that like that that youthful like uh, what's the word fucking instant gratification. Yeah, uh, like if it's just like and I I should post more of those, but uh, it, to me I like those like really black sidewalks. You know, you hit them with that thing and it's like all silver. You know, and you're like driving right. The video where we're like right behind it as it's pushing and like the 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 fucking uh in front of it's black and like behind it's like just fucking beautiful silver you know that's like satisfying again all the green off the house obviously it's like it it looks good to do you know yeah it's taking pride in your work whether it be in the ring or doing the regular job yeah and it's just another thing to click on dude like nobody gives a fuck about wrestling you know what i mean like That's just the truth. I think I was going to say that might be the most accurate thing about where we are in 2022. It's just they got to get them to click. They do, but they don't so that we're not enough for all of us to fucking eat. You know what I mean? Like, not, not, not really, not right now. You know what I mean? Uh, Then that's why I've, and since then, like, since there's been less, like, the actual whole pressure washing, I've been trying to just expand into that other shit. Like, Mm-hmm. Like, like interviewing and like I'm getting back into like I'm saving money to get a fucking dirt bike and I'm getting back into motocross and like fucking I'm just gonna get back into the things that content I can create but also things that I've always loved you know what I mean and just fucking have another thing to put my hand in so that when you know wrestling's not I, I want wrestling to last longer for me now you know what I mean so that right. and all those things and, I, and I'm like I've got addicted to like not, not the wrestling but like doing what the fuck I want to do you know what I mean? right and like, uh, you can't just fucking bump every day to do it. But I'm trying to figure it out. No, that's that's absolutely that's that's the dream is to just be able to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I wondered if you were trying to get back into dirt biking because uh, I noticed that your gear had suddenly changed and yeah. you were tying in much more elements of that. Yeah, I'm just trying to dip into it. You know what I mean? I I won't get the helmet because I'd feel fake if I had a bike and no helmet right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, dude, I raced I raced as a kid and I fucking that's what like what I watch when I'm at home a lot. So that's like and I know that and the, you know, it's just another thing. It's a little bit fucking cooler, I think. Like not it's different, you know what I mean? Not cooler. It's different. It's another like market for lack of a better term, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Another, agree. Way, another way to have fun, you know. So um I have two things, two kind of like, I don't know, behind the the scenes things. I don't know. But there was a time when you were really riding heavy with uh, former referee Kai Douglas, and you two were a couple of real chocolate milk boys. And so the question is, what is your preferred brand of chocolate milk? Like, let's say you're sitting down, you're like, you know what, it's chocolate milk time. What is your preferred brand that you would... Chocolate milk o'clock. That's true. And what is your preferred brand at chocolate milk o'clock? Oh, man, let me get it out the fridge. Honestly, bro, it's the fucking store next to my house. Oh, okay. It's best choice. I don't know why I got out the fridge. It just says best choice on it. <laughs> best choice, whole chocolate milk. It expires on July 3rd. That's the best one. Okay. Well, just, thank God you didn't say like Yoohoo or something like that. I'd be like, oh. That's right. not milk. No, I that's just, brown, I just, it's just brown liquid. This is a shortcut slash addiction, brother. Like, this is like, I mean, it's good to drink. It tastes good, but like. No, it's like my body fucking needs this shit at this point. <laughs> so my second little behind the scenes thing is we actually did a little, just a teensy bit of research on this show. We really, you we, guys are you know, fucking killing it with the research. Thanks for <laughs> giving me an opportunity to tell you that. So uh, we actually reached out to a uh, uh, another uh, graduate of WWE4. We actually spoke to the Woad because little known fact, Fully Gimmick does some merch for the Woad. So uh, we were able to pull some strings. And I asked the Woad just to kind of give me, like, what, when she thinks of Bobby Flacco, what does she think of? 
And if you if you if it's okay with you and we can always cut this, um, I want to read what she sent me. Is that all right? Oh fuck yeah, I love her. Bro. So this is exactly what she put. We trained together, and I could tell he has a heart for the business. He's a chameleon. He adapts to his surroundings and does things his way, which makes him stand out even more. He's a hell of a dude and always gets so excited before his match. Sometimes you can see the excitement in his face, but it's mostly in his eyes, almost like he's picturing the fans' reactions to his match. Which, first of all, I was like, I didn't know the world could be a poet. But secondly, I completely sign off. I absolutely sign off on that. I completely agree with the Wode. I, I think uh, I think she absolutely had it down that you 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 have been a great guy in wrestling, and you know especially in the South, there's about 18 trillion wrestlers down here at any one moment, and uh, you've always been a good dude. And so um, I think to have a peer like that who trained alongside you speak that highly, I think you're doing something right. That's beautiful. I love her, man. She is a fucking goddamn inspiration, bro. I don't know how much you know about her life, man. But I, man, that that brings me to tears that she would say that because, man, she's an inspiration to be around, like for sure. Like nothing fucking stops her. Like she gets it in all the time. Does it hurt the way she wants to do? And gets to play with puppies, man. I love her. <laughs> um. So, uh, Chad, I am super rusty here. I know we've got some scheduled questions we're supposed to throw, supposed to throw out, and I super don't remember them. That's okay. I can I can help out a little bit there because I'll go ahead and do the Trevin Adams memorial question, even though, as we all know, Trevin is not dead. Trevin, yes. if you're listening, hi. Uh, so the Trevin Adams memorial question goes a little like this. It's late at night. Uh, you probably just finished having a killer match uh, on the show you're on. You're driving. You're, you know, driving, and you've got a little rumbly in your tumbly. You're starting to get hungry, and you see a shining beacon of light coming over a hill uh, – for you is that shining beacon of light a sheet or is it a wawa oh man she's just the one that's up in like north carolina and shit right yeah I that's right so. oh yeah sadly. i don't know man it's t- those are like two different regions but i definitely am very familiar with those i'm new to sh- man she's got that bag of chicken bro Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, they do. Got the bag of chicken. What the fuck? Dude, you can eat better at a fucking gas station than you can at these restaurants nowadays. <laughs> You're Damn. not wrong. Not wrong. No, man. Ah, fuck. You know, if I, I haven't got around to the real food at Sheets, and I know for a fact that I know Wawa's good. Ah, I'm at Wawa way more. I'm in Florida more than I'm in, like, North Carolina and shit, or, like, up north and stuff. Um, Fuck, man can't replace a bag of chicken though god damn dude i don't know i, I know wawa better i gotta go wawa that a boy damn it gotta go wawa i bet you though if i'd have ate a sheets or if i'd have been up there enough or if i'd even i'd drive by there i've just you know you never stop at the same one right was that good dude bobby just swerved me i thought i had that in the bag with the chicken you so, and your bag, bag of chicken, chicken can go to hell get temptress <laughs> bag of chicken and the chobanis dude <laughs> the show bonnies, dude. Actually, I think Wawa's got the Chobanis, though. Real quickly, I'm going to... Oh, those are the Chobanis. I've got a whole bag of them in my fridge right now. I love Chobanis. So. I fucking get a bunch of them. Where you go to Publix? Yeah. That's like the only place. They were on yeah. sale, man. They were on sale for like, buy one, get one. Don't free. rub it yeah. in. Don't rub it in. Come <laughs> oh, no, on. I got, them at the... I got them out here. I got them out here. You know, you yeah. can get the Wawa, too. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I think you can anyways. Don't make me go back, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, I'm briefly gonna gonna derail the show because I know we're in the final three. But I I yes. do remember you are in the Georgia area and you have one of my favorite restaurants that I don't have down here in Florida, which is Cookout. Uh, what is it, what is your go to Cookout order? Um. Damn, I had to. I had to have worked. I had to work. I had to would have had to have worked out a lot to go to Cookout. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> See, I don't work out at all, which is why I go to Cookout. So, <laughs> oh, I, I just slide right. It's good, man. I get a fucking uh, what do I get? I get like a burger, like probably the triple burger, because I just like like yeah. ketchup and mustard and pickles, and then like uh, two things, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't have like a go-to. Normally, a combination of like a quesadilla and a corn dog, or like a quesadilla and fries, you know. Maybe get some cheese on that bitch. I mean, it's normally like a money situation if I'm at if I'm at a cookout. Yeah, but not shit on cookout. That's good, you know. Sorry, <laughs> it's, good, it's good. Fuck, dude, it gets me there every time. That's for sure. 
Well, Zach, I will, I will throw to you to to uh, to bring the mood down a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, of course. One of the first and final two questions. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, in this uh, amazing uh, performance art that we all love, professional wrestling, uh, we lose a lot of talent early, and so you know it's a it's a hard life on the road and all that. And so, um, Bobby, we're curious. What kind? I would say what wrestler manager personality of wrestling that's no longer alive? Would you would you have loved to have worked with most? Whose ghost are you gonna fight? That's what I'm asking. He's got to be Eddie, right? I didn't know him or nothing, but fuck, got to be Eddie Guerrero, right? So follow up question to that is: When you think Eddie Guerrero, you think ghost of Eddie Guerrero. What version of Eddie do you have in your mind? Is it like Latino Heat Eddie? Is it like Super Mullet in ECW Eddie? Like, what do you picture? Oh, no, I can't keep up with ECW Eddie, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I, dude, I like, yeah, I don't I, 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 I was a SmackDown kid like that, like 2000 in Sheriff. So that, so that shit, like the low rider Latino Heat for sure. Excellent. Excellent. That would be, a, I, I think we can all join hands across America and agree that would be an absolute banger. And then question number two, we, then Chad, we'll see how rusty I really am. We here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature has certain evolutionary traits that ensure its survival. So like giraffes have long necks, rhinos have big horns, et cetera, et cetera. Our belief is that human beings as an animal, our evolutionary trait is our ability to use tools. So that being said, pro wrestling's wild card, Bobby Flacco. If you had to fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon would you use? And Zach, while Bobby's thinking, I'd like to congratulate you. You knocked that question out of the park, and I did. And I didn't do. I did indeed do the uh, the little known indie cast hand signal. Just good. Question. Good. That's so, all that matters. Huh. I think a kangaroo would be a fun challenge. There we go. Killing it. It's, it can, it, we can go to like just completely. Like you don't have to necessarily murder it, unless you want to. I don't know. I don't know what your bloodlust is for kangaroos. So <laughs> yeah, fuck that a, kangaroo. <laughs> I just think it'd be a fun fight. I'll take a blunt object. You know, there you go. Something like that. I would expect nothing less. Uh, so uh, Chad, where do we go from here? Well, we go to, uh, where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, Bobby, let everybody know where they can uh, follow you on social media, where they can buy your merchandise, where uh, they can see you next, et cetera, et cetera. The floor is yours. Oh, man. Dude, I, first of all, appreciate the fuck out of you guys, man. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. Sick. Um, I'm pulling them up, so I don't fuck it up. Cool. <laughs> I got... I mean, you know, it's just Bobby Flacco on Instagram and uh, social media and stuff, but the handle or whatever is... Oh, she's yeah, Bobby underscore Flacco four, Bobby underscore Flacco four on Instagram. It's the one with posts that are recent. The one that isn't recent is I lost my password a long time ago. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter. That I thought you were going about. Twitter is which Bobby Flacco WWA four at Bobby Flacco WWA four. There's only one Twitter, I think. Uh, Facebook is Bobby Flacco again. Fucking look at it if it's if it's if I got dirt bike pants on, then it's me. There you go. If I don't, then it's a long time ago. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's up to date. Is are the pants dirt bike pants or not? Uh, exactly. Uh, and exactly. then any, I'll say any upcoming dates. Anything that people need to be looking out for? Dude, I almost swiped the uh, I almost swiped this app away. So I'm lucky we're still here. Um, <laughs> I yeah, dude, definitely. Um, if you're in Georgia, there's this Saturday in Winder, Georgia, like a Lucha Taco Festival outside. It's gonna be pretty sick. Uh, I'm gonna be wearing a mask though. Everybody wears masks. It's just like a fun party, actually. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun Saturday. Monday, I have a uh, Uncharted Territory uh, in Chattanooga. I'm wrestling Adam Priest. That's actually a fucking huge match. Yeah, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. 
it's going to be streaming live on IWTV Monday night. So you guys can all tune in live to IWTV and check that shit out because it's going to be sick. Um, My dates, I got some more after that. I got FIP coming up July 10th. I'll be there. Um, Pro Wrestling Caribbean on July 17th in Gainesville, Georgia. I'm always at Action Fucking Wrestling, bro. Action Wrestling is my home. Uh, I love Action Wrestling. I love TWE. Uh, I love that whole little network. TWE reminds me of ACW, man. I want to tell y'all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. It's real fucking fun and developmental, and there's always somebody there helping out. And Jade Newman's really fucking cool. Um, Amazing. The next action is uh, what's eight? That's fucking uh, August. There you go. Uh, August 12th, October 7th is Action Wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia. If anybody wants to pull up, don't ever miss one of those. And those normally stream live on IWTV as well. And if you've never seen my stuff, if you go to Action on IWTV, or even just, you can look at my name on there, I think. There's a bunch of stuff on there, but specifically Action and stuff like that. Uh, That's the most of the, I'm at Paradigm in uh, July. Amazing. I I just fucking... Lock that one down, I think. I'll say, this man is busy, so make sure you get on the bandwagon now while there's still room. I'm having fun, dude. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, if you're here if you're here in Florida, come out to that FIP show. You'll probably find us in the, at least me in the audience. I, oh, hey, now. Yeah, well, I, what's that, July 10th? I think, I think. Yes. yes. What's that? Okay, yeah. We're trusting you and also this sticky note I have from like three months ago that I have scribbled down. Anyways, <laughs> so... Bobby, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for coming on the IndieCast and bringing us back to full speed with having uh, amazing guests and interviews. We can't thank you enough. And, of course, thank you, everyone, for listening uh, and following us on social media, uh, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network, and supporting and subscribing. And, uh, yeah, give Bobby a follow. This this guy is absolutely unbelievably talented, and we are thrilled that uh, we get to brag and name drop him all the goddamn time. That's right. So. Uh, for everyone here, I am Zach Romero. I am Chad Allen. Until next time, everybody, we always say deuces. deuces. Hope I don't poop today. You're going to kill your again. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.